We've done a lot of talking about NFL draft prospects at different positions here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast, but today we're ranking our top 10 cornerbacks the Steelers should take in this upcoming draft class. I'm Chris Carter, your host of the Lockdown Steelers podcast, joined by Alan Saunders. We'll talk about that and some revealing stuff from Kenny Pickett and how it plays into the Steelers' hopes for this upcoming season in the future. We'll talk about all that right here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Big your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and especially on YouTube. Like this video on YouTube, subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And joined is Alan Saunders. He's the man from SteelersNow.com. We have him on all the time. Alan, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Alan and I are going to be competing today. Not really. We're just listing our top 10 cornerbacks. And we're competing, I think, Yeah, sure. We're competing. Yeah, yeah. Whoever I mean, likes this more. Yeah. Um, yeah like, like there's there's, there's, there's going to be something about this. But uh, in fact, you know what? That's it. I'll do a poll on this. This will be on Twitter. Check my Twitter account, Carter Critiques, whose top 10 list was better. Uh, it's a word game for me because, I mean, it's your podcast. So I'm going to they're going to like your stuff better. Like it's probably – Starting out at a dis like it's it's Carter minus three is the line here. Okay? Carter minus three, three Twitter votes. That's not that's that's a pretty easy bet. Um, but anyways, but seriously, I think it's interesting. We've talked about the different prospects, but now it's time. Like not maybe not the full big board, but we can at least start narrowing down positions. Who are the priorities? So we're going to start at the top and work our way down because we've talked about the top guys. Uh, even before this, the season, you know, the offseason began, we know who those guys are. But I think what's going to get really interesting is when you and I get to five through 10, where do we rank certain guys and what's the priority we have given to different pl- players? So this is going to be fun and interesting. And who knows? Maybe our top five is also a little bit different. But let's get right to it here. Alan, my first cornerback, if I was, to, if the Steelers had had the had the pick of the litter, of everyone, the pick of the litter, you could pick the best one. I'm going with Devin, Devin Witherspoon. I know he didn't run at the combine, and there's some questions about that. But I love his instincts on the field. I think he would test great anyways. He's my number one guy. Is that your number one guy, or are you going Gonzalez? It is not my number one guy. Give me Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Okay. I'm a little scared off by uh, Witherspoon's lack of testing. He doesn't look that fast on tape either. So, like, I didn't expect him to run great, and now not running – just think brings up some questions. He also didn't face like a ton of great competition in the Big Ten, and the times that he did, um, you know, just okay. I, I so I just think Gonzalez athletically is as close to an ideal package as you can get, um, and I like the way he worked against some of the top receivers. We got to see him go against Jordan Addison. Um, you know, I, I I like everything about Christian Gonzalez as a player. Uh, athletic family has family members that were olympians uh like just uh really everything you could want that's my guy but devin witherspoon is is not much of a i just think it's the difference between like can't miss and probably won't miss that's right that's 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 my only difference there no i'm right with you there um but so then your number two is witherspoon yeah yeah because my my number two is gonzalez so we're both it's just it's just what we prefer there as picks 
either way, if you got either one of them, I think that the Steelers Steelers fans will be doing backflips back there. So let's get to the next part. Your number three. I think consensus, a lot of people would say Joey Porter Jr. I am. Is that your number three as well? It is. And it's interesting because I went with the traits he got in Gonzalez, but Joey Porter Jr. is not that. I just mm-hmm. love his combination of size, strength, and he doesn't have interceptions, but he plays the ball in the air really well. Yeah. I think you could teach up some interceptions with him. Uh, but, you know, if you look at this list and you start to break down, okay, who's my top five? Who's my top 10? Who's my top 15? If what you're looking for at the cornerback position is size, and there are a ton more than there have ever been of 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", NFL wide receivers, JBJ is the only guy that is really going to be able to handle those guys physically. Like if I'm drafting a guy to cover George Pickens, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. is the guy I want. Okay, and there are a lot of those guys out there in the NFL that if you just aren't big enough, you're not going to be able to do it. And so I think he brings, even though some of these other guys that are going to come in the next couple picks ran really well and are super athletic, I think his size is the more rare trait in this class. And that's why, to me, he comes up the list. And I think you could get those interceptions up because he gets his hands on the ball really well. He plays the ball in the air really well. He just didn't catch them all uh, this year. Right. And, and to be fair, also, he didn't get a lot of targets. I think he was targeted 30 times this year. Uh, so it's like, you know, his numbers a little bit lower, maybe because he was just not getting thrown at a lot. Okay. So there we have it. Those are our one, two, and our three. Our ones and twos are different. Let's get to our four here. A lot of people will put Deontay Banks here. I did not. Is Deontay Banks your four? Deontay Banks is my four. I just think the athletic testing is too tempting to pass up by anyone else um i have questions about the tape it's not always very consistent but athletically almost every bit as good as in fact maybe better than Gonzalez. maybe like if you were to put them athletically on a scale he's probably the, the best athlete of the entire group um Corner is more than just being an athlete, as Steelers fans certainly know uh, from there. To me, like specifically drafting for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Deontay Banks is a guy I want to stay away from. They are not a build a corner group. They're not developers. Okay. But maybe for somebody else, like just for my top 10, I think the athleticism being off the charts is enough to put him there. But uh, specifically for the Steelers, I would be wary of Deontay Banks as their history of teaching up corners is not very good. I agree with you there. And that's why he's not my number four. I wanted to get someone with ball production. I wanted to get someone who had displayed the ability to go to kind of go after the ball and get it. And this might, this, this some people might think I'm crazy with this one, but I went with Emmanuel Forbes. I love the way that he attacked the ball in the air. I know that he's super light, came into the combine at 166. I think you could put some weight on that guy, but his ball skills look just so much more fluid and natural. Six interceptions, seven breakups this past year alone, uh, not to mention three the year before that and five the year before that. I just think if you don't get one of those top three guys, you would be more than, I think the Steelers would be more than happy than living with Emmanuel Forbes. And 6'1", also runs a 435, doesn't test all the way around as well as Deontay Banks, but still has the same 40 time speed, still explosive, still really good there. He's my four and I like him right there. Uh, what is your, uh, well, okay, well, let's just keep going because I'll, eventually I'm, I assume we'll get to Forbes on your list. Your number Forbes five here. I got Forbes. Okay. 
And I love the ball production. I also think if you like a player that is the most like Cam Sutton in this draft class, it's Emmanuel Forbes. Like if you're looking Ooh. like directly replacing what the Steelers just lost, like that's it. He's a guy that is a little bit small to play outside, but is fast enough and technical enough to do it. Would be a really, really, really good cover slot corner he's not going to play the run like a mike hilton uh, cam sutton never did actually not a very good tackler i think that to me is exactly what he could be like an inside outside pure coverage guy great ball skills maybe better ball skills than cam sutton um i, I think if you're looking to replace what the steelers lost he is it i love him for them at 32 or if they trade down from 17 i don't know if i'd go there at 17 but i i really like the player I really like him as well. I think he'd be a great fit in Pittsburgh. All right, we're going to get through to 6 through 10 because I think this is where it's going to get really interesting. Is your five. Is, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to get my five. You're right. Okay. I apologize. I, I, I was jumping the gun there. I was excited to get to our commercial break here. But my number five here is actually Julius Brents. I, I I just I love his tape. I think that he fits really well. I know that he doesn't have Deontay Banks's speed, but he's extremely explosive. He has a good vertical. He has the size. I'm a big Julius Brents fan. I, I think just as far as a and and like just talking to him at the combine, I was like, this guy fits. Like, like if the Steelers get this guy, and again, not at 17, but maybe if they trade back in the first row or like second round, like if they could get to get him somewhere in there, I think the Steelers could be like, okay, because he's he's also a guy you don't have to coach him up as much. He mirrors very well. He places very well. I think that he that he's a guy that simply is like, hey, we're going to put you in this position. This is our scheme. That's the only thing you have to adapt to. I think he could be a plug-and-play corner for the Steelers. I think he also could be one of the more underrated guys. Alan, I want to get your thoughts on, on, on uh, Brents because I think that you have him somewhere in your top 10 as well on this list. We'll get all that and more here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast in just a minute. But first, before we do any of that, got to talk to you guys about our free friends at FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is, of course, America's number one sportsbook out there. You got to get on it right now because they have the no-sweat first bet where new customers can, can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if they just if they miss on their first bet. And this is a great opportunity. While March Madness may be done, the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, as are the NHL playoffs and so many of the things that you can bet on with FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You can sign up today, and that will help them out. where you can claim your no-sweat first bet where you wager on anything from the money line to point spreads to, any, to which team is going to be hitting the most three-pointers, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your shot with the snow sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you win, when you win today on or when you lose on your first bet with FanDuel today. Go to FanDuel.com/lockdown to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the Amer- America's number one sportsbook. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Okay, so we've, we've gone over our top five cornerbacks list. We're going to finish this list, and then we want to get to some things that we've read about recently about Kenny Pickett that I think both of us have some interesting insight on. So just to recap, I went Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Porter, Emmanuel Forbes, Julius Brents. You went Gonzalez, Witherspoon, Porter, and then, then you went Banks, and then you went Forbes. Yep. So there we are. Who's your number six guy? Is it Julius Brents or is it Cam Smith or Kelly Ringo? It is Julius Brents. I actually, at the Senior Bowl, there were two guys, and one of them I'll get to later. Uh, there were two guys at the Senior Bowl that really, to me, 
stood out as like this guy is way better than people are talking about him like and Brents was considered at that point to be like maybe like a like an early day three or late day two kind of pick um way better than that uh one you know a just great tape uh love his attitude lo- love the person um i think he's a really good fit for the steelers specifically but i mean there aren't very many teams that don't need big fast strong tough corners plays the run really well uh he, I'm still, I still think he's underrated. He's moved up a lot since, since then. I still think he's underrated. I think he should be a middle of the second round pick. I, I'm not sure if he'll go there. He's not considered by most to be there, but I, I think that's where he should end up. I'm right with you. That's why I'm, that's why I put him at my five spot. Like I think that he'd be great early in the second round for the Steelers. All right. So that's your six, my six. And this is where we kind of match back up again is Deontay Banks, who we talked about earlier, great athleticism, not as great ball production would like to see more of that. And I do think that, you know, if the Steelers could make it work great, they just haven't had a lot of track record in doing that. So, uh, but still six is still a really good spot to get a cornerback as far as the list this year with how deep this is. All right. So this is when it starts to get interesting again, your seventh spot. Who's your seventh cornerback that, that that you have ranked here for the Steelers? Cam Smith from South Carolina. Uh, mm. Again, loved all skills. Ran flat out poorly uh, at the combine. Uh, I didn't see him being that slow on tape, so I would take the risk and say I think I can get an elite interception guy, and that he will not be that slow or doesn't play that slow. Uh, track speed is different than game speed. I, I don't know. I'm willing to take a chance on him in the second round just because I think – I honestly think that turnovers are the number one thing for a defensive back right now. Uh, the way I the agree. league is set up, it's just so hard to cover well. Like, it's almost impossible to play good defense. You're going to get completions against you. You're going to give up touchdowns. You've got to get takeaways too. And he's probably the best in the country at it. Uh, give me Cam Smith. I hear you on that. I, I, I hear you on that. I went with Kelly Ringo in my seventh spot. I, and Cam Smith, it was a tough jo- choice between the two of them. Um, Ringo had two interceptions this past year. Smith had one, but he also had three the year before that and two the year before that. So, I mean, he's he has the ball production uh, there, too. I just – I also looked at – you know Cam Smith. Uh, you know Cam Smith's running at you know his his performance at the combine. I was like, mm, that that gave me some pause. Whereas Kelly Ringo uh, hit under the four four mark at a four three six, has six two two oh seven, just a little bit bigger, and that's why I put him there. And I was like, you know what? I think he 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 has ball, enough ball production. I think he'll he'll show more when he's in, when he when he if he was put into the Steelers defense. That's why I have have him at seven. Uh, Cam Smith though, definitely a guy I respect. And I'll jump the gun and say he's my eight. Is your eight Kelly Ringo? It is not. Uh, I've got Tyreek Stevenson from Miami at number eight. Interesting. And he um, made a, he, he's he made a Steelers visit this week. He did. Uh, I think he's an interesting prospect in that I, he's not very he's not great at any one thing. And I think guys like that tend to get overlooked in the draft process because people want something to bang their fist on the table about it. Like I could say like Cam Smith is going to get a lot of interceptions, even though he's slow. I can say Deontay Banks is an elite athlete, even though his tape is kind of rough. I, you know, um, I don't think there's anything I can say like that about Tyreek Stevens. He's just an overall very good corner um, played in a defense that I think is very easily translatable to the NFL. Uh, and I, I just I like the player. I think he I think he fits and he checks a lot of boxes, even if he's not outstanding at anything. This is kind of the place where I like to put those guys because I think, like I said, they get overlooked a little bit. But I, I think Tyreek Stevenson's a good player. I hear you on that, and, and 
I have, like I said, I have Cam Smith at my eight spot for all the reasons you were listing. I still think he'd be a very good corner to add in this group. And Tyreek Stevenson is my nine on this list. I, I, I like him. I think he, like, like the way you described him and the, is the way I look at him is that this is a guy with a lot of positives. And I think he has, he has a, the potential to be a jack of all trades when it comes to the cornerback position. He can do a lot of different things well. But like you, I, I, find, I find it like, mm, one thing the Steelers should be hitting on with these, especially with these early picks, are guys who are going to be X factors. I think Tyreek Stevenson, if the Steelers drafted him, would be a good to solid, a solid to good corner who would be a, a good player for them. But then I think he would also then also not turn into an X factor corner, which I do think they want to hit on if they're drafting a corner early in this in this draft class, uh, with how deep it is. So. Yeah, he doesn't have the upside of the other guys. We've that's what I'm about. saying. Yeah, his upside is just solid starter. Which, exactly. like, if you take and you know, look, I think he's probably an end of the second round, early third round kind of guy. If you're taking a player there, I think you'll take solid starter. But there are some guys here that we haven't talked about yet that are maybe more like high upside, but bust potential. I don't see bust potential in Tyree Stevenson. I think you kind of know what you're getting. It's going to be pretty solid. Um, but yeah, he does not have the upside of really anyone we've, we've named so far. Okay. So he's my nine. Who's your nine? I have Keely Ringo at nine. Uh, I just, I, I, I I'm just not a big fan of his game. Uh, and mm. his tape is not great. Um, I, I I think he got way overrated. You know what it is? Is that I think he got way overrated early on the draft Coming process. The yeah, when I there were people it. talking about this, like in you know November and October, people were talking about him as like like a maybe like fifteen to twenty first round pick, and I I just didn't see that at all. Um, I you know there needed to be a correction there. I think it's happened in, in, to in some extent. I still see him you know, hovering around the first round a lot. To me, he's more like you know, end of day, end of round two, end of, end of round three kind of guy. Um, he's His athletic numbers, I think, were better than I expected. He plays, to me, a little bit slow. I honestly think, I wonder if he might be better off as a free safety. I think that might fit his game a little bit better. But, you know, look, if you're talking about the second round, if you get a good free safety, okay, like, that's fine. I just, I'm not sure about his, his man-to-man coverage skills, and, and it comes out on tape a good bit. I hear that. All right. With that being said, who's last guy in your top 10? So I don't know. Like I, this is really tough for me. So I considered like five different guys for this spot. This is the tricky part. Yeah. To me, um, I could make a good argument for any number of people here. My guy though. And the other guy that to me really stood out the senior bowl is Caillou blue Kelly from Stanford. Mm, Uh, Another big, uh, you know, strong, thick guy is going to play the run really well and just really, really physical corner. I didn't see outside of maybe Porter and maybe and, and Witherspoon. Like nobody else is as physical as he is going up against big, bigger guys. Um, he really showed a lot of heart and and was, you know, flying around in the senior bowl game. Like the drills are their contact, but you're not like trying to kill people in the drills, you know, but in, in the game when it was full bore, like he came up and hit people in the run um, for a corner. That's only six foot, maybe 200 pounds. Um, he hits a lot harder than that. He's he's a thick dude. And I just think like, there's upside there, right. Compared to like a guy like Stevenson, like I can see Kelly being a, a top corner, Whereas most of the rest of the guys in the, that I could pick in this area, 
a guy like Garrett Williams, so I just I don't there's not a lot of upside there, but probably will be a good player, or some guys that are probably limited to just the slot. Um, I picked him over over some guys like that just because I do think you get that number one corner upside with him. Uh, but he's a little grabby. There's definitely some things to work on, but I like the player and I, I I'd take a chance on him. See, I did go with that slot corner. Can you guess okay. who my number ten guy is? There's some options here. It's a good slot corner class. It is. It is. I'm going with Travis Hodges Tomlinson. I, I know that he's five eight. He's short, but man. He runs a good 40. He turned, he flips his hips well. He had three interceptions last year, 10 breakups. He has good ball production. I know that he wouldn't be your outside man. He'd specifically be a slot corner, but I think he'd be the, the kind of slot corner the Steelers have been missing for years now. Like Mike Hilton, really good slot corner for what he did, but it was because he played downhill. He was good playing off the ball. He could like kind of float in zones well, but he wasn't a man-to-man type of corner. He wasn't going to just run with guys and take away receivers deep down the field. Same thing with, with Arthur Mollett. But Travis Hodges Tomlinson would absolutely be that. I think he would be a guy that runs all over the place. He tests well. He runs well. He has good good ball production. And this would get back to the idea of getting guys who contribute with turnovers. And I think that if you put him out there in the middle, yeah, not your traditional uh, outside corner. He's not your outside cornerback of the future. But I think he's a slot corner. He'd be such an asset to them, especially in the second round. You could even wait till the the, the the back end of the second round, whether at forty nine or even trading back if you if you do some trades and you get a later second round pick. I don't know if he'd be there at eighty. But um, I do think that he would be an asset to the Steelers. And it's something that I talked about with Mike DeFabo just yesterday here on this on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I think cornerback, the Steelers could easily double up here and not feel bad about it and getting two good prospects here, one on the outside, one in the slot, and have guys for the future who could build up this cornerback room. Yeah, I agree. I had him the highest of the just pure slot guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other guys I think I would consider in that sort of maybe not that high, but the same range as Clark Phillips from Utah and Riley Moss from Iowa. I, you know, two completely different players, but guys I like as well. It's a good – if you – the Steelers are looking for help in the slot. It's it's a good slot corner class. Um, not as much – not as many big guys. That's why I went with Kelly. But I think Hodges Tomlinson's a really, a really good player. Interesting that we both picked guys there with NFL bloodlines. I wrote about that at SteelersNow.com. Uh, <laughs> Kelly's dad played – for Mike Tomlin with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, the Tomlinson part of Hodges Tomlinson is because he's the nephew of Lindanian Tomlinson. Uh, who's that? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, you, you say, but yeah, Jack, you know, <laughs> yeah. but point being, yeah, bloodlines are big there, but that is interesting. We both went that way, but point being, like you said, like that's our top 10. And there's still a lot of worthy guys that would come after this. This is a very good cornerback class. We just wanted to go through our top 10. Quarter class I can remember in a long time. There's a lot of guys we didn't name. Right. There's a lot of guys. Really good players. There's a lot of guys we could still get to. But the point being, if those, if the Steelers were to take one early, those are our top 10 options. Let us know if you agree. I will post, I will post a Twitter poll on my Twitter account at Carter critiques. You could vote for me or Alan who had the better top 10 list. And then we'll go from there and then we'll see who actually who actually did. And we'll bring this up next week when you're back on again, Alan. But, Alan, I want to get to you about some of the things that Kenny Pickett has said recently on Steelers.com. You wrote about it for SteelersNow.com. Lots to talk about there. We'll do that all right here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing our show here. We just did our top 10 cornerbacks of this draft class for the Steelers to take. Now, let's talk about some things that have recently been discussed or opened up about with Kenny Pickett. And, of course, Kenny Pickett uh, was on Steelers.com and an article that Teresa Varley published. Also, shout out to Teresa. She's awesome. Um where it was just called No Days Off, and it was just about Kenny Pickett's approach, not to just this offseason, but how he worked last season. He talked about there were plenty of days where he was going in when it was dark in the morning, leaving when it was dark at night, and how there that kind of did mess with him. Uh, he talked about losing his grandfather uh, just after his first appearance in the in, in the NFL after the Jets game, and then you know playing through that, and the work that he's put in from this. And, Alan, this isn't a shock that Kenny Pickett is a, is a, is a workhorse that he's a, 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 just a demon who just grinds tape, grinds study, grinds workouts. That's what he's, and that's what he's doing now with his off season. And he talked about, you know, with his fiance, he took like a couple days off and she was like, go to work. You obviously need to, because you can't be happy unless you are. Um, and that's kind of shown his, his workouts. And you wrote something that was very interesting on your website about how, whereas there's a lot of hype about free agency. A lot of hype about this NFL draft class. The biggest thing the Steelers can get that's going to help them be better in 2023 and beyond is actual improvement from the players that are on their roster right now, especially because they got a lot of young players, and especially Kenny Pickett. When you read through what Kenny Pickett is saying and where his mind is at right now, Alan, does he give you confidence that he could become that guy for the Steelers? Yes. This is the thing that I think, and obviously I had a closer vantage point than most people did covering Kenny at Pitt for five years, but this is the thing that everyone was the most sure about when it came to Kenny Pickett, that he was going to show up to work every day. He was going to bust his butt. He was going to put in long hours. He was going to work all off season. He was going to try as hard as he could to get better because the thing that we saw, the trademark of Kenny Pickett's time at Pitt was how much better he got, was the improvement, right? That is the thing that we should feel very comfortable expecting from Kenny Pickett, is that he is going to work really hard to get better. And I think there's a lot in his game that we can look at from last season and say, you know, okay, is some of this like physically limiting? Yeah, sure. But there's lots that wasn't, right? There is a ton that he can clean up that was mental, that was preparation, that was just mistakes not to make a second time. Um, you know, like you think back to that Jets game where he, you know, he throws that ball all the way across the field at, at Pat Fryermuth's head. He gets intercepted. They lose the game. You think about mm-hmm. that Dolphins game where he has the choice between running and throwing on the run, throws the interception at the goal line. Like those are just things you need to learn once to not do anymore and you will yeah. get better. Um, but, you know, I think there's mechanical stuff he can improve on, too. He's been working with Tony Rassiope down in Florida. That's his personal quarterbacks coach. I think Kenny Pickett can be a lot better than we saw statistically on on paper um, last year that we did see in those little flashes, especially towards the end of the season. It's funny you wrap the, the whole, you know, not making he, he brings it up himself that not making the same mistakes thing, because that's my biggest thing about Kenny Pickett. That was when he was at Pitt, if he would make a mistake or if he would get fooled one way, he would study the heck out of it. And then you wouldn't see him make that same mistake again. And the ways that he made his mistakes, he would kind of shore them up. And that's what made him such a good quarterback in his fifth year for Pitt when he was there in 2021. And he led him to the ACC championship was that there were a lot of those teams that were throwing different defensive looks at him. And he wasn't 
you know, flustered by it. He didn't look confused. He knew where he needed to go most of the time. And that's what where I think he had a really great command of the field. And that's why I think that Kenny Pickett's going to be great for the Pittsburgh Steelers if he can be that field commander and continue to learn. And I think we saw a bit of that his his rookie season, especially down the tail end of the year when, uh, you know, after he came back from from uh, his second head head injury. But he was able to he was able to come back play. We saw his clutch play. He talked about how much he studies, especially just for two minute drills, which is why we saw some very clutch touchdowns for him down the stretch uh, against the Ravens and the Raiders in key games that kept the Steelers' playoff hopes alive until the last week. Um, and I think all of this adds up for being a very good tone setter for not just him, but also setting the tone for how what the expect expectations are going to be for other Steelers around the room. You know. Kenny Pickett could, could could set example, but he's he's still a young player. Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, those guys are going to be the guys that lead the room. But in three, four years' time, when Kenny Pickett is going to be not just not a rookie, but also an experienced veteran with pedigree with the Pittsburgh Steelers, as long as his career keeps going in the trajectory that I think you and I see him on, He's gonna be the guy that challenges people that like grab someone's face mask. And he 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 did this at Pitt, like his his rookie his freshman season. They're playing a game. I think he might his- be there already. Like I, 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 I especially because you think about okay, you named a bunch of guys who are stars in the NFL that have been there, done that guys, pro bowlers, maybe a future Hall of Famer. None of them are on the offense, right? right. Like, okay, it's so like for team wide, I don't think not probably not. Okay, but offense, like this is a young offense. Kenny is not the only guy that needs to get better. Uh you know, Najee Harris can be better. Uh, George Pickens can absolutely better be better. Pat Fryermuth can be better. Deontay Johnson has shown he can be better than he was last year. Sure, he wants to prove that he can be better. Like, that offense needs to improve as a unit, and it's going to be Kenny driving it. You know, I asked – I can't remember if it was Mike Tomlin or Omar Khan and all the off-season availabilities are blending together in my head right now. But at one point I asked him, like, what's different this year, you know, as opposed to last year when you're so focused on quarterback in the draft. And I think it was Omar said – you know, well, with quarterback, so much of the evaluation is of the person. How does he learn? How does he respond to adversity? How does he communicate? Is he teachable? Like, you know, can we work with him on a day-to-day right. basis? And, you know, like, he's like, yeah, well, look at a defensive tackle. None of that stuff matters. It's like just ball, right? You know, like, can, can he play or can he not play? That's, And I just think Kenny checked all those boxes so well. Like, that answer to me just, just like – it, it makes it why Kenny Pickett was worth the pick he was because you all those things matter almost as much for a quarterback as how good he is at throwing the football. And Kenny's great at all that stuff. Exactly. And I just think, again, when we read when we read this, I encourage you one read Allen's piece on why this is so important and not just with Kenny Pickett, but everyone. But also do read that piece by Teresa Varley on Steelers.com. They did a great job, I think, just going through and, and you get the real sense of who Kenny Pickett is. And this is who I was telling y'all he was when he when I covered him at Pitt. This guy is about football. He's about getting better. He's about not making excuses. And, you know, he talked about being his harshest critic. All of these things, I think, are the right tone that you get from a leader for the Pittsburgh Steelers and a person, you know, and I think that for the long term, if you if you get this from him, it goes down the line. And if it's coming from your quarterback, I think it changes the tone. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was a leader in different ways, you know, but Ben Roethlisberger was a guy who you'd get him. You'd see him make the same mistake a few times in the season and, and more than a few times. Sometimes you'd, you'd see him. kind. Of, he wasn't the biggest foot student of the game like he wouldn't be the biggest film guru Kenny Pickett is that and whereas Kenny Pickett is doesn't have Ben's height and his, or his weight or his arm strength 
I think that Kenny Pickett could have the wiles of a veteran much earlier in his career than maybe Ben did. And I think he can also have the field general's general sense where he's going to be able to see so much more, understand so much more. And by the time that he's, you know, he becomes a veteran in the NFL that that's like, you know, has four or five years experience and he's the, the bona fide leader of the offense. He could be able to do a lot of things more consistently and make this more of an efficient offense, whether or not it, is, it has Matt Canada, whether or not, you know, they, they draft more wide receivers this year. I think he's going to be the guy that helps bring this group together and set a new tone for where the Steelers need to be in the coming years. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it. And look, he can't draft a tackle. Right. But like, I, right. I think this offense can be so much better with Kenny Pickett at quarterback because of Kenny Pickett. And I think he can get a lot better. And I do think, look, I mean, we're talking about the draft and free agency because that's what we get paid to talk about. And that's what everybody wants to talk about right now. But yeah. what's happening in Florida with Kenny is more important to the Steelers right now, like getting a better, getting better production. He was like statistically just bad. It was 32nd in passer rating yeah. and 31st in net yards per attempt. Like get it. You got to be at least average. Like that's none of the rest matters. If they don't get this improvement from Kenny, I think they will. But to me, that's the, that's the biggest thing. I agree with you. We'll see if that if that if all that does happen here with the Steelers coming forward. More stuff will be revealed about Kenny Pickett. And it'll be interesting to see after the draft, how does he look in minicamp and what kind of what kind of tone does he set there? You can get all that coverage there at SteelersNow.com. Alan, thanks so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let people who can find you, follow you, get more of your work. Uh, at a Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter, SteelersNow.com. Also, shout out to, and I wish I had caught the uh, his name, but the listener that was my Uber driver in Phoenix <laughs> on my way to the airport. It was like, I know you from uh, Chris Carter's podcast. I was like, yeah, you do. And uh, so you got, you got listeners everywhere, Chris. And uh, shout out to to them everywhere. And don't, don't be shy. If you see me out there, just give me a hey. What's up? Same to everyone else who sees me out there. Thank you so much to that listener. Thank you, Alan, for joining us. And, and hey, yeah, don't be afraid of watching. We're very approachable. We don't just brush you off. Now, if we're working and, we, and we're moving fast, just understand that, hey, I'm personal. No. Like, at, yeah. the game, at the game, I'm busy. Everywhere at the game, yeah. Right, exactly. But uh, but thank you to all to you all who out there who who do love the show, who watch it, listen to it a lot, and, uh, and keep coming back for more. We do appreciate you guys a lot. And, and – who aren't afraid to reach out and talk to us because, um, you know, I think that that is that it's always great to interact with people um, who who give us who give us some great stuff. So uh, absolutely. Thanks again, everyone, for checking out the show. I'm Chris Carter, your host here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques, where I will post the poll. You can vote for who did a better top 10 list of, of, of cornerbacks. Um, again, you can also read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you're interested in the Pitt Panthers and Pitt football, they got some interesting stuff coming up with their spring practices. I did some coverage there. You can also listen to this show. Just just like you listen to all, all the shows that I'm on the North Shore Drive podcast with Post Gazette as well on, on all your favorite podcasting apps, but also on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel for more episodes. Back tomorrow, talking more about your Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. 